You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The expansion and entry drafts are just a week away, and even more names have apparently become available in what should be a pretty wild offseason. With the Seth Jones deal on hold, are the Flyers suitors for suitor? Who knows? All we can say is, Chuck, we're waiting. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most Joe Gazarian, and I just want to say, Chucky, money talks and bullshit walks, buddy, so go ahead and get to work in those phones, my friend. Time is ticking. Oh boy. Oh, no pressure. No pressure yeah, at all on no you. No pressure. I'm Matt Arenic, and yeah, boys, we're we're a week away from knowing what Chuck has up his sleeve, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. It could be sooner, but I'd be willing to bet um, a little closer to the expansion draft and the draft itself. Yeah, I mean... Uh, let me just say, I am Mike Zawissa, and I cannot believe, I refuse to believe, that we are just one week away from, I guess, the silly season, really. Believe it, Michael. We are uh, we, we are not far at all from the draft. And before we get into all that kind of fun stuff, Chuck's Presser, Edmonton, Minnesota, all those fun things, um, we got a quick word from our sponsor. You've got, you guys have heard us talk about DraftKings before the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line DraftKings has paid out over seven billion dollars to users across all sports DraftKings is the leader daily in daily fantasy sports so there is no better place to get in on all the action now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, gentlemen. Let's get right into it because, you know what, I want to talk some hockey here. I've, I've been itching to talk hockey. We were going to record yesterday. We decided to push it a day so we could all get here. Um... A lot of news going on. I mean, kind of slow Flyers news in terms of moves and stuff, but still big news around the league and, and Flyers news. Uh, Chuck Fletcher held his press conference uh, this week to talk about the team's goals moving forward. And, you know, typical Flyers fans, we reacted in anger, distrust, hatred. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, I don't think it was totally warranted. You know, I, I understand that the frustration. I was a little frustrated at first, too. Mike, you calmed me down a little bit in the chat, but... Um, I I'm you know I'm just in the in the show I'm I'm like Missouri I'm the show me state I need to see it you can talk all you want but I need to see it done so we'll see what he's got up his sleeve like Matt said but um what stood out to you guys in, in his presser and Brent Flair right that's that guy's name yeah he's a new yep. scouting uh, mastermind guru he was there with him as well um what what stood out to you guys uh, Mike I'm gonna go to you first what was something that kind of popped out to you. Uh, I'm actually going to defer to to Matt uh, <gasps> first. Yeah, I'm the czar. You can't tell me what to do. Matt, Matt's hyped up to talk about the draft, so I wanted to to let him. Uh, okay. Get the first chomp at the at the bit. Does that is that how that phrase goes? I believe it Sounds is. Sounds all in those Whatever. lines. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think 
Um, one one thing that we've mentioned for a while, and I think all Flyers fans are at this point, is we no longer really want to see first round picks, right? When teams yeah. are in win now mode, when you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, when you look at Pittsburgh, when you look at the teams that have been competitive for seemingly the last decade, they they find ways to move those late first round picks in an effort to get players that can help them win now. And that was a big takeaway is that it is a very apparent that that 13th overall pick is, is in play and actively being shopped. So, I mean, that's exciting for us because as we all know, when, when the first round picks in play, that usually means you're getting, you're getting something in return that's meaningful and will have an impact on the team now, as opposed to four to seven years from now. Yeah. Especially in that, 10 to 15 range right when you're trading that because that's still that's still good talent um potentially there but uh, as my cat screams from outside the door uh, yeah i mean especially when you consider that chuck fletcher is you know for the last well i guess last year and sorry the uh the year before he uh more or less like he gave us the classic, like, well, you know, if the right deal comes along, we'll move it, but we'd like to hang on to the pick. With This year at the press conference, he was just openly said, like, yeah, we're, I'm actively trying to move that pick, and, like, you know, as much as Brett Flair would, would love me to keep it. But, um, I mean, again, I don't see how people consistently just, like, ignore parts <laughs> like that to Chuck Fletcher's press conferences, but um, that seems like a pretty good bet as to what the team's going to be trying to do this offseason you don't openly talk about wanting to move the first round pick uh if you're not you know i don't want to say certain that you're going to but i mean you can't you can't say that you're actively trying to move it and then take the pick and be like well you know nothing really made sense for us it's like well it makes even less sense to take the pick so i don't know yeah if he had if he had any considerations of keeping it right like i feel like he wouldn't be actively talking about yeah uh, trading it and, I, and correct me if you guys th- think differently but it's almost like a perfect time to be trading in this range and trading this pick right 100%, the value yeah. prop the value proposition is you no one really got a good look at talent this year because of covid so mm-hmm. you might be getting someone who under a normal season would have rocketed up the the charts into the top 10 or the top five in that 10 to 15 range just because they didn't have an opportunity to show themselves. So yeah. that's the way, I mean, I would be, I'd be channeling my inner Joe, my inner, inner yeah. salesman <laughs> and uh, trying to portray it that way. And I mean, I'm assuming that's probably what he's planning on doing. So, yeah, here, here's the, uh, here's the direct quote from Chuck uh, poll from Charlie O'Connor's uh, um, article on the athletic. Uh, if we use our first round pick to select a player, we're obviously going to, uh, be able to draft a high-quality player that will help us, but yet, because of its high asset value, I think we have to explore what we can do with it. So the likelihood is you normally end up keeping your first-round picks, but I think this offseason in particular, I think I'm more willing to look uh, to look at moving it. So Yeah, I mean... There's it still it some... makes too much sense to not do it, right? Yeah, it, still it's... some of that language, like we said, of like, well, you know, if, it's, if it makes sense, we'll keep it, but, um, I mean, a lot in there between the lines of like, Look, this is this is a good pick that we really do not need right now. Like, I don't need another draft pick in my repertoire. I need 
impact players on the ice. And Sorry, someone, John, I didn't mean to... No, 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 that's, that's okay. And someone asked them, would they take a goalie if uh, the mm-hmm. best player available is a goalie? Do you want, should we read about that quote real quick or no? You think we're no, gonna... I just I think they the team is apparently internally really big on that Wallstead guy, which, mm. I mean, in any other year, I'd be completely fine with it. Whatever, you guys see a, a big six-foot four goalie who's like 200 pounds and plays in the swedish elite league at age like 19 or whatever he is like yeah yeah, i mean that's that's a pretty good prospect i think i'm gonna say no to that exactly but this year like and look if they wind up keeping the pick and they take him i'm not gonna be angry that they picked the goalie i'll be angry that they kept the pick but i'll be like yeah you know what that's a pretty good you know goalie prospect at least but like I, uh, yeah, in, in any other year, I'd be totally fine with it. But this year, you got you have different uh, different needs no, for the and, pick at least. I I think um, you know if this was if if I didn't think Carter Hart was mentally strong, maybe I would be a little worried. But I think he's he's resilient. He he can oh, handle yeah. them taking another goalie. And I think honestly, Carter seems like the kind of guy that like. It'll light a fire under him. You know, mm-hmm. he'll be ready to compete. He's not going to run away from competition. Owens, <laughs> um, and he's going to be—he's—he's going to still be our goalie of the future. Well, that's—that's that's the difference between football and hockey, too, right? Like, they're not going to draft this kid, and realistically, he's not going to be a challenge to Carter Hart's role for no. at least three years, three years at yeah. least. Minimum. So, many, yeah. Meanwhile, when you draft a quarterback in football, the idea is within a year or two you're getting them in there. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't even see. Especially, I would hope that it. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead sorry. No, I I don't even have anything to finish with it. <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say, especially if the saying goes right that I, I can't. I think it was from a Spin Chicklets podcast. They say one of the general managers mentioned that the reason a lot of GMs don't take a goalie in the first round is because you're drafting yeah. the goalie for the next general manager. Yeah. And I think even though even if like you guys said, like I haven't followed too closely with these. Um, the first round potential picks, but if he were to take a goalie, right, and not leverage the value of a first round pick in this year, or even try to trade it for whatever it may be, like there's a high likely high likelihood that that was a missed opportunity that would eventually lead to his firing. So I can't yeah. imagine an avenue in which he doesn't move it. Even if it's a bad trade and we all hate it, I think he still does something. So, Yeah, I, I would think so. And, you know, it's just I, – I, at the, this is the minimum that they can do, right? Like this is the most yeah. bare-bones minimum is trade the fucking pick. That's, yeah. And that's not a passing grade. I mean, that's just still – you get a D. But yeah. at least it's, it's something. So I expect that pick to be moved. Hopefully it's in a package – for maybe a, a top tier defenseman, do you guys want to kind of get into some of the the names that are going around? I mean, do you want to get into Jones real quick? Well, I want I, I before we do that, I, I guess I wanted to hit on the line that I thought was really interesting from the presser, and I think that'll kind of it, it'll launch us into uh, when he mentioned di- I was the most handsome. Yeah, yeah, so. that actually because there's a lot of handsome players on the block <laughs> right now. Um, I don't know if the quote's readily available in the article, Joe, but it was something to the effect of. Mm-hmm. Um, that he doesn't think that... Oh, the players? Hang on, I have the quote. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Give me The defense seconds. one. Team defense. Oh. Mm. It basically, he, he said something to the effect of, I don't think that an, 
I don't think that the defense is the biggest priority. I think that lowering the goals, team yeah. goals against is the biggest priority, which a lot of people saw that right away, and they were like, was this guy an idiot? Is, isn't this the same thing? Blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of negative reaction to that. And, like, it's one of those things, like, if you just take five seconds to, like, maybe try to understand what the person was saying, like, it, I mean, we do How this many week. times did we talk in the podcast about, you know, a player being empty in the slot and then just banging home goals? Exactly, exactly. Like, like he's he, someone missed that assignment, not a defenseman a yeah, lot of the time. If, if we weren't so just, like excited about what or i mean impatient about what needs to be done this offseason you could at least sit there and think like okay this is what he was saying which is basically the same thing he's just saying you know it's a message to not only the fans but like players too like yeah our only this isn't going to go away if we just sign a really great defenseman it'll help mitigate that but like the goalies were still bad last year before that the defense was otherworldly bad back-to-back games of nine plus goals to, to oh. new york like we had multiple blowouts the whole year like like you said joe more guys breakaways than i've ever seen in a yeah yeah season. like all and, that and is not all that is on the defense but it is team defense like exactly said, like, and that's what like chuck fletcher can't go into a press conference and just say yeah we're gonna sign a defenseman and that's gonna fix everything like no the the entire everybody that definitely involved, triggered the casual fan that's that oh, ab- absolutely but i mean that just stood out to me and you know, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on it, but from there we can go, you know, to some of the additions that might be out there that might help, you know, not only the team defense, but just the, the team's makeup in general. I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be significant roster change. Um, either, either significant roster shakeup or significant coaching overhaul. Um, mm-hmm. Both assistant coaches appear to be back. I mean, we haven't heard a word. So I'm assuming they're back. Well, there's there's some front office changes they need to announce. I think it's yeah. going to be in the, in the Phantoms front office. Probably. Because we'll losing, uh, they lost uh, Brett Hextall, who was obviously Ron's son, and a couple other players, or a couple other players, a couple other coaches, I think, and stuff like that. But, uh, Matt, any last, I, I like that quote, though, Mike. That's a good one to point out because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, out. Yeah, I think, like, you kind of make it into what you want it to be. Like, the way I – Without seeing the conference, the press conference yet, like and kind of hearing different thoughts and digesting it a little bit, like you could easily take it multiple ways. Like, I'm hoping the way that he meant it is that you need complete team buy-in from a defensive perspective, and that's why we were so bad last year. Like you guys mentioned, obviously the defense defense struggled, goalie struggled, forwards struggled to kind of bring it all together to have a strong like full team defense we just didn't have it at any point during the year and that requires a a dynamic change it might require a big trade because like you mentioned it doesn't necessarily mean just bringing in seth jones is going to change that like okay you you pair him with Provy, and maybe Provy takes off but what does that do to our our second pair you're saying like sandheim's playing with myers again like they struggled and specifically myers struggled like there's not necessarily something that because Jones is now on the team, like Myers is going to remember how to play defense properly, or he's, he's going to box someone out in front or get, grab a stick, or a winger is going to drop down and support the, the defenseman in the slot when, when he goes to pressure another guy. Like it, it speaks to a more of a culture change, hopefully. That's what I'm hoping for. So yeah. I think it was definitely an overreaction. That's going to be pretty common here between now and the first move that's made. Yeah. 
I mean, it's. I just think it's it's unlike it's un um, unrealistic to look at that quote and be like, and then look at the the potential players available right now and be like, oh, he means that he's not going to do anything this off season. They're just going to try to do like a a coaching. You know, the one I- thing he did say that like, like I I just listen. The messaging could have been a little bit better. Like he's a hockey guy, so he doesn't care. But his PR team should have been like, hey, just a heads up, don't say this. And he literally said, yeah, this offseason is just like any offseason. Like, don't, uh, that's fine, you can think that, but don't say that out loud because that's just going to cause panic. Because it's not. Again, though, it's one of those things where, like, if you just take five seconds to not. But that doesn't, that's not how the world works anymore, Mike. It's all headlines, it's snips. It's just, just boom, real quick. I I read the article, I read the top. That's a fan problem and not. A Chuck Fletcher problem. Like, well, exactly. I, like, but they're in the, the fan The business. message isn't that, like, you know, this offseason is no different than any other. I mean, that's extremely true. They're, they're going to go into the offseason with the same things ahead of them. The same, You know, there's a draft this year. There's an expansion draft. Everyone has been through an expansion draft already. Like, yeah. yeah. He got fleeced for it, the, by the way. I, what, the expansion draft? Chuck did. With Minnesota? Uh, Tuck? Fleeced? I don't know about fleeced. I mean, trading trading Tuck and letting them take Hall just to protect who was it, Dumba? Dumba. No, they protected Dumba, Stahl, and whoever else. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yes. he. I mean, it definitely wasn't a, a strong showing from Chuck. But I mean, you have to consider that he's going to learn. Like that's the biggest thing to me is like people who actually believe that he thinks like he's going to stroll into this season like last year and just resign like Justin Braun. Yeah. Yeah. And just be That's like, you know, like that like no. if if that actually happened he would lose his job. He'd be fired. Like, that yeah. would Yeah, that's you, it's, it's, you would like, see I him just, fired. I'm, I'm more the way surprised. They, they just they, it's I'm surprised they didn't control the narrative a little bit better. I see what you're saying. And the only thing I'm saying is hockey, he could have got people in hockey don't do that though. That's yeah. the That's that's definitely part of it. My if, my it's a billion dollar is, business. They should. Yeah, they My should. overall point is he could have gotten up there and he could have said, "Our plan this summer is to get a top pair defenseman and a middle six winger," and people would be like, "Oh, good luck with that. Where's that going to happen? How are you going to do that?" Like people nobody wants find to enough, play in Philadelphia. Yeah, people, yeah, exactly. People oh would just find. God. Well, it just shows you how much people hate to play in the city. What are you I've talking about? I've been seeing that everywhere. They just everywhere. convinced uh, Kevin Hayes to come here for you know prime ufa dollars like that it's it's not that it's a bad people have no idea how players see philadelphia as a city to play in like we just hate it because we're fucking from here and our team sucks like yeah no shit we look unappealing when the team is terrible anyway anyway you you should be the you should be the one to make the free agent pitches you're fantastic i'll I'll just go i'll just go up with chuck fletcher every press conference and i'll be i'll be like his his interpreter yeah his anger anger interpreter yeah Yeah. (laughs) shout out to peel you guys are funny. so fucking stupid. No, uh, I get it though. Uh, I, I, I get it because I see some of the some of the quotes and I'm like mm, people aren't gonna like that. But yeah, it's just it's I, I it's, you know it's just this day and age you'd think that they would have. And the Flyers PR team is supposed to be unbelievable. Like they've won consistent awards for from the NHL yeah, from yeah. maybe the Hockey Writers Association. I don't know, but they've won awards before, so yeah. they're supposed to be good. There's just stuff like that. It's just you're like wow. Even in billion-dollar companies, which this is, there's still idiots that work there sometimes. Well, so. they played it. They played it so safe, 
and yeah. it just comes. And off that's very like corporate. It comes off as no. There's no urgency, even exactly. though we know behind the scenes. Yeah, he's making yeah. these calls. He's doing uh, yeah. his job, but exactly. Just like anyway. ha- is like Haxtell, just a, a little energy. Give me a little, little. Just give me a yeah. taste. Just Break taste. out the wakeboard. Yeah. There you Break go. out the wakeboard. Let's let's, so move, I, I, let's move on. Let's let's talk about the the players though. Let's talk yeah. about the guys. So I think. Throw out the names, Mike. I, I want to hear some names, some chatter that we've well, been throwing I, I don't, in the group I, chat. To, to preface it, I do personally think that Seth Jones is still the in biggest play. option in, okay. yeah, in play for the Flyers. I think that it's likely a deal that if it happens, it'll happen at the draft and it'll come down to, like, you know, come down to the wire in terms of, like, if they send the, the 13th overall pick. But anyway, mm-hmm. there's some holdup on that. There's, you know, all the stuff about whether or not he wants to sign an extension. There's also the price of the deal has grown weirdly recently. I don't know if you guys saw the the package that Chicago would allegedly uh, have to send. What was it? It was like Doc was ridiculous. plus what? Debrinkat plus Debrinkat plus one other player and plus the first or something That's like that. That's their like, whole future. Yeah, it, it, it's an unreal, unreal trade. So, no way. I mean, that would equate to like Farabee, TK, Frost... And Myers. Yeah, guess what? Seth Jones is not that good. Yeah, so, you know, to go along with that, I don't know. That kind of prefaces this whole thing. But I don't know if, if people are aware of this, but hopefully you are. Uh, Ryan Suter and Zach Parise were just, or are about to be bought out. Have they officially been bought out yet? I don't know if it's been official. But I don't know if it's official, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Bill Guerin and his giant brass ones called and let them know that they're being bought out, which... Yeah. Um, and Suter hung up on him too. Apparently, did he? Did he really? Oh man, yeah. dude, Chuck's gonna swoop in. So yeah, let, let's let's talk about that. So obviously, yeah. you know, there's there's history with these two players and this team. There's history with these two players and our GM now because I mean, what was this? Nine years ago? Ten years ago? Fourth of July? I mean, Homer was in on Suter and Parisi. He tried to sign mm-hmm. both of them, just yeah. like the Wild did. I'm just ahead, picturing man. right now, like. Both Homer. of them signing with us, oh, right? Yeah. And the picture yeah. is just Homer on one side, yep. Chuck Fletcher yep. on the other, and then like Chuck has like a very casual smile, and then Homer's like ear to ear, yeah. I mean, this is this is like it's almost comical how match made in heaven this would be, right? Like Ryan Suter is he's older. No one's gonna you know no, he's an older guy. No, no one's gonna no one's gonna you know say anything about that. He's an older guy. He's clearly not what he once was. At one point, he was arguably one of the most efficient defensemen in the NHL. He was probably carrying Shea Weber through the beginnings of their career. There's been that that talking point a lot when they were both in uh, Nashville. Both in Nashville, yeah. Um, I mean, this year he had a down year, strangely, but every other year since then, he's been 48 points, 47 points, 51, 40, 51, 38, 43, like... You know, good offensive numbers. He's got pretty great or consistent Corsi, at least. Um, he can't really defend as well on his own as he used to. Uh, that's one thing I did see. But his, mm-hmm. like, five-on-five production, like offensive production, his offensive instincts are all still there. And, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still a good defenseman overall. So I just think, like, two years at five yeah. a piece like i would even do six if you wanted i i, I would for two years two. especially like when you if you want to get really spicy like ryan Suter for two years at six and then trade for ryan ellis 
who has I think three or four years at like six, five maybe left. Yeah, that's about thirteen or so, twelve to thirteen between those two players. Like, I mean, you lose Jake in the expansion draft, and then trade Ghost, and you've got it right there. So, uh, yeah, it, it just seems, it seems so so much like a no brainer. I am if honest. if if the ask is uh, for for Jones if the ask is in somehow close to what you described for Chicago mm-hmm. Mike I've hung the flyers I'm walking away from the table take yeah, 100%. it 100% well just think I, about like just think about what sense. what's this face got um a couple of years ago from from Ottawa why am I blanking on his name oh, Carlson? Carlson Carlson like yeah when when someone knows they have to move them right like they're going to move them before the end of the year they're going to end up taking whatever deal is the best on the table when push comes to shove, like there's just yeah. no way you're going to get a 40 goal scorer, your top center prospect, a, another prospect that's a top prospect, and a top like top end first round pick for like him. Like even if yeah. even if it might have been close to like fair value, if you thought that, which it, it isn't, like very rarely do you see trades where it's like okay that was fair value. Yeah, it happens all I the mean, time. Because what like. If you're a team, if you're if you're Columbus asking for that for Jones, a player you're going to lose and you want to ask the world for him, like one that's a terrible decision because no one's going to give you the future of their franchise. And they can wait a their, year. Their best score, yeah, exactly. So that's just that's just ridiculous. But I think what this like Suter thing does is, I mean, Suter is at worst a number four defenseman right now. He's probably a really good number three still, maybe a low end number two. You can play with Travis Sanheim, and then it allows you to go after Ryan Ellis instead. And I can't imagine the package for Ryan Ellis would be that astronomically high, like in, in the case of the Jones one, because Nashville kind of has to move Ellis, and they kind of need to move on from a lot of these guys. Because well, they, and they want that's picks, funny. too. Let's, let's talk yeah, about who yeah. they just left. Apparently, Matt Duchesne could possibly be left unprotected. Yeah. And he's got like a thousand years left at that contract. Yeah. I mean, he's, by the no way. one's going to take that contract. No, but, no. Uh, yeah. Okay, I want to throw this real quick. I want to. I want to throw you guys my perfect off season. Just who's who's going to be in and who's going to be out. Let me pull up the text real quick because I sent it to you guys. This mm. would be perfection for me. How far back? We actually talked a lot here recently. Here we go. Out. JVR. Jake. Ghost. Multiple first round picks and possibly second round picks in Suter, Ellis, Tarasenko. If you could pull off that, which is not it's possible, but I mean extremely highly unlikely. That's my perfect off season. You move out JVR, Jake, Ghost, ones and twos, and you bring in Suter, Ellis, and Tarasenko. Tarasenko is interesting because he, listen, he is a forty goal scorer. He's one of the best scorers in the game. Mm-hmm. However. Like everybody knows, he's had horrible shoulder injuries. Could he be had for cheaper than people think? Or there's going to be if there's a bidding war, it's just going to drive the price up. Probably because he's I think forty goal cheap, I think cheaper than you think because Ooh. the injuries and the threat to leave for Russia, I think, is always there for the Russian players. You know, fair or not, same thing with Kaprizov right now too. He just turned down the nine-year, eight million dollar deal, or the eight-year, nine million dollar deal. Really? Yeah, did he per really? Year, per year from Minnesota because he wants a he wants a four to five deal 
four to five year deal right now so that at the end of that he can cash in on like a 10 million dollar deal or something of like course that. something yeah something like that i mean um, that's smart from his standpoint and he's but. yeah he's leveraging the khl uh as a way to do that so and with the wild buying out Suter and parise i don't really see how they're gonna have any ability to bring back kaprizov either so maybe add that name to the list but yeah i mean i thought they were just... doing that to buy to be able to pay for uh, Kaprizov. I mean, it doesn't make any sense because next year they're going to have $12 million of dead cap space then. NHL so. uh, NHL uh, Rumors, the Daily Rumors guy, he's been mm-hmm. hot like on a lot of this stuff. He has been pretty good, yeah. He's he's an insider somewhere. He's got to be, and he's just got this like fun account. Because I, I don't know how else you have this information, but maybe yeah. he's an agent or something. But um, he he's been saying that Minnesota is like all in on Eichel. Like they're preparing – a for a massive trade with Buffalo to get Jack Eichel. But like the what, hell the hell are they gonna what, trade? Exactly. Like if they're gonna also if they're gonna lose Kaprizov, buy out these two guys. Because they're not gonna trade Kaprizov to them because he's not Buffalo signed. No, he's in yeah. RFA. Yeah. But he wouldn't yeah. sign well, well, in Buffalo. Not even, to, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he yeah. if there's no shot he's signing in Buffalo. No, not at all. Um I mean, yeah, that's I I everything I agree with everything you just said, uh, Joe, except for Tarasenko. Initially, I was kind of on board, and I didn't realize he had back-to-back-to-back season-ending yeah. shoulder injuries. Yeah. At $7.5 million, even though you have one less year on the deal, I think JVR is more valuable, in my opinion, with that, <sighs> even with the extra, extra year. Tarasenko is, if he's healthy, He was though, terrible he is... this year. Yeah. I think he, he had really like, sour on St. Louis. How many goals did he have? Uh, he, he did not have a good year. I think he's, I think he's he really was... sick and tired of St. Louis. I think it was... After they uh, just won a cup? Yeah. I think I think he was sour because if you remember a couple of years ago, they named O'Reilly captain and not him. And there was stuff about it that he wasn't happy. And he's like, oh, I was misquoted. It was in Russia. He wasn't happy about that. All the injuries piling up. He went with the Blues doctors for the first two surgeries. This is the athletic reporting. It's, it's it. time. It's time for a change of scenery yeah. for him. I mean, that's, it could just be that simple. It's if, just if, not working out. For if him. somebody came to me and they're like, "You can have JVR as he is, or you take a chance on Tarasenko for two years," I'm taking the chance on Tarasenko. I probably be, do that too because he is next level game breaker. Yeah, JVR yeah. will get you twenty. He'll get you twenty and fifteen, but like. Eh. What do you think 20, about uh, twenty and fifteen? I mean, Tarasenko's played twenty. has played thirty-four games in the last two seasons. <sighs> That's brutal. It's a risk, in man. It'd be a season. big. It'd be a. It'd be a big. You know what? Swing and risk to do it. But I, I'm on yeah. board because, I mean, he if he is right, he is game breaker, what do which you guys this think team has not uh, had. In a long time, Lannis Cog might be available. I saw some some other people throwing around McDonough that. might be a guy that's on the block. All uh, all that. of that, all of that. Let's just yeah. swap the entire team. Let's what just do you think Lannis Cog's asking for though? Like seven? More. I mean, more? I'm not. He deserves I'm, more. Does he? I don't think he deserves more than he's that. I mean, he's a goal scorer. He's, he's, he's pl- yeah, but I don't he know. Plays I, on, I have like he plays on I have a crush with on Cog, in, like, and McKinnon. Yeah. Like it's completely different. Like he's being not to say like I do like his playing style. He's, he's getting so gritty, fed backdoor goals. Yeah, uh, he, from those two, like super. One's a superstar, and the other one's a borderline superstar. I yeah. would need to see uh, like a heat chart 
on him and like some of the metric stuff on him because I, I genuinely wonder how much offense he's creating on his own. I mean, he he had a 69 course I4 this year and a 58.8 the year before and a 58.1 and 52, 53. Like, he's he's a damn good player, but... He plays, like, tough hockey, too. He does. He plays tough fucking hockey. Which is only the, 28. He's only Which 28. is another reason, get, though. Go ahead, Mike. Exactly. Are you, are you going to get the 20 to 22 goals that you get pre-McKinnon, or are you going to get the 25 to 35 that you get, you know, on a McKinnon team? I, I think you're probably just going to get the 20 goals because that's what he's been his whole career before McKinnon exploded into the best player on the planet. And as yeah. we see with power forwards, what you're saying for the next three years, four years, yeah. he's going to want a seven-year deal. Like, we already know what that looks like. Pretty yeah, apparent that's, with that's, power forwards. That's another thing. Landis Cog does nothing to uh, boost the speed. Of this no, team, he is slow. He is a, but so he's a Flyers thumper. Fans, Flyers fans got to choose which side of the, uh, which where they want to spend their money on a on the big player. Do they want the the bruiser? Or do they want the the faster guy? I guess I don't know. We'll we'll see, boys. We will see. Any any other kind of lingering rumors or anything you guys want to discuss? Uh, oh, the Edmonton. Oh yeah, oh, Duncan Keith, so three-time Stanley Cup champion, Jesus. is traded to to uh, from Chicago to Edmonton uh, to parent, to be closer to family. It was his wish. The Blackhawks obliged him. Uh, going back the other way was Caleb Jones, brother of Seth Jones, and and another prospect. Third. I'm, I, I think it was a third-round pick. Third-round pick. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I, an no interesting wrinkle. What, what, yeah, no salary retained, which is the big deal because <laughs> four um, years, five point nine million. Edmonton left. is gonna. I mean, that's where are they getting the money for this? They got to pay Adam Larson. No, I he's think gone. they're letting him walk. Is he? Yeah. He's gone. That's what Keith is replacing Adam Larson. Basically. Damn. Okay. What about a uh, Clef bomb? He's. He, I feel like I haven't heard his he's name hurt. in like ten years. Yeah, he's, he's still hurt. Up. Damn. They're just a disaster. I mean that that team just. I, I know if the Flyers turn around and sign Ryan Suter, it'll be like, ha-ha, Chuck Fletcher, you know, chasing his old ghost or whatever. But, like, Ryan Suter was legitimately great for the Wild yeah. for his entire contract or, you know, until he's bought out. Duncan Keith was at one point, in my opinion, the best defenseman yes. in the world probably when they were in that, like, two cups in three or four years or whatever span that was. Yeah. But I... I mean, I just don't know what he Especially has. if they pay especially if they play him on a top pair. Yeah. Like that's the problem is like he's getting paid five point nine million, which at the very minimum puts you as a number three defenseman, if not a number two. I mean, if that's the idea and that's why he struggled in in Chicago, granted they were a bad team, but like so you guys are saying that the Edmonton is becoming Flyers West, picking up a player past his prime, paying him too much money. I mean, they're I mean, just continuing to do stupid shit. That's all yeah, they they're do. Just, they're just Edmonton. Yeah. That's, what, that's been their MO since they lost Gretzky. Imagine getting Dreisaitl out of there. I don't think you'll ever get McDavid out of there unless he requests a trade. But if he requests you a trade... You could definitely get Dreisaitl. You could yeah. definitely get him out of Edmonton. I think you could get Dreisaitl out of there, which would be a gigantic get because he is oh really, really good. Oh, my God. Uh, anything else? Talked about Keith. Talked about Jones. Yeah, man, I'm I'm all for I'm on board the suit the suit of train. If I'm Chuck Fletcher, 
I'm calling uh, Columbus and I'm saying, you know what? Something's come up. Uh, yeah. If you want the deal, here's what it is now. Give them peanuts and then go and get Suter. And Ryan Ellis, because Ryan Ellis is probably, we all forgot about him after we were talking about him all season. He's probably better than Seth Jones, at least. Yeah, I mean, I would, take, I would take Ryan Ellis over Seth Jones as well, but yeah. I mean, we'll see. I do remember there's one thing I kind of want to end on before. Actually, wait, do you want to do, um, should we pick who's going to get taken by, yeah, um, let's, let's do let's that do instead. That. Um, all right, so entry draft list is due Wednesday, correct? Probably due before Wednesday. It's I would due assume. before Wednesday. It Probably takes place on before. Wednesday. Yeah, it takes place on Wednesday. So we'll be watching, uh, but I want to before we end here. I want to get uh, Mike and go to you first. Your player that's going to get be selected by the Seattle Kraken from the Philadelphia Flyers. If Jake Voracek is legitimately left available and Seattle has shown interest in him and JVR, I mean, I don't see how they pass up on Jake. That's a that's an instant 65-point player that you can add to your roster. Gets you, like, pretty good amount of cap, too. Good yeah. value. I mean, seems like a guy, Leader, a player that Warren the fans a. would like. Yeah, exactly. So I, I that, that seems like a good bet for them. He's not... It's not like he's Duchesne putting up like forty or fifty points, making yeah. nine million. He's a guy putting up like sixty-five, maybe seventy if you're lucky on a, like an eight million dollar deal. So, yeah. I don't think it's as unrealistic as people might think. I agree with you, Matthew. Your pick, sir. Oh man, I've like I've gone back and forth. I mean, part of me thinks it's going to be like NAK. Yeah. Right, like, because obviously it's all like domino effect. Like, depending on who they can get from one team, dictates right. whether or not they're going to take a bigger, a bigger um, cap hit player from the Flyers. I did see something that was interesting in terms of the potential for Chuck to trade a player like an NAK or a Haig in an effort to really only leave Seattle with yeah. with a JVR, with a Ghost, with a Jake. So it kind of almost forces their hand because no part of me wants anything to do with trading a pick in order to guarantee us taking someone that we want them to, right? Like yeah, if- any of those players, if it's Hague, Ghost, NAK, JVR, or Jake, like we should be okay with, honestly. Yeah, I mean, J- Jake's not, none of those guys are bad enough, nor are the contracts bad enough to warrant that they're just good enough players that you should be able to take them you know yeah i've seen some like outland like it's so funny to me like people people didn't realize like jake was our tied for our leading score this year yeah, 43 great season 43 points in like 56 games i think that equates like a 67 point pace right on track with what mike mentioned and yet you still have people just because of the lack of kind of success mm-hmm. as a team people often equate that to like Oh, he's just you know he's just not a good player. He doesn't score goals. It's like if if getting assists was so easy, then why isn't every forward putting up sixty? Yeah, like that's I mean, kind of that's kind of the funny thing. It's like the same idea of like oh you know, like yeah, but they're all assists. And I, I'm guilty of that sometimes. And that's just more more of like a stylistic. We have too many players of similar styles on the same team. But it's like he's a sixty-five point player. You're an idiot if you're a general manager and you're trading any assets in order for a team to take him. Yeah. All right, my pick. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Shane Goss is bear. Yeah. 
Off you think, the wall you pick, think I Hextall? Think I think opposites attract. Or I think Hextall, excuse me. Hextall is going to say, you know what? I can make no. him a stay-at-home defense. Him and his, him and his creepy him. ass goatee <laughs> now. It's a change, no. man. I I keep forgetting that Hackstall is the coach, and yeah. I mean, I don't know how much input he'll actually get. Um, but he always loved Jake. He loved his uh, yeah. that he loved Jake Giroux and Couturier. So I mean, yeah, he did. maybe. But uh, I mean, yeah, Ghost. What are they gonna do? Bench him? They need a guy to bench, I guess. So. They'll find someone. By the way, uh, just a little, little late breaking news here in the pod. I just saw it on Twitter. NHL Daily Rumors retweeted it. Uh, Tarasenko has his list. At least some of the list has been out. <clears throat> New York Rangers, New York Islanders, Las Vegas, the Bruins, the Bolts, which would be funny, uh, Washington, Florida Panthers. And your Philadelphia Flyers. Hey, love you. Yeah. What a shitty city. So, <laughs> no one's make... play here, dude. Come on. That's, people that's people who are trying to push that narrative are punching air right now. Yeah. Give me a give me a Perrieko and Tarasenko deal. How about that? Oh god. Let's let's let's, let's end on that. Yeah, well uh man. I'm, we'll I'm let reading. that marinate with the, the listener. <laughs> I'm still reading. I'm still reading. I love hey, that man. though, Joe. Hey, yeah. No, this city's. You know dead. what's Nobody gonna happen to though. Here. You know what's gonna happen. People are gonna say because the Flyers were listed last. Yes. Yeah. Unless you just did that for. Oh no! I saved us last purposes. for the. Oh. Yeah. I saved us last for the. Okay. No. Well then, the, uh, little, when they little... don't, when they don't get them, then yeah. people are gonna freak out. We were in on Tarasenko. We couldn't get him. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. Teddy Bluger also just signed a two years. <laughs> two years. Two point, yep. Two point oh, two million dollars. It's a huge get for them. Brandon Carlo got a new deal today. Probably Sanheim looking deal. Sanheim yeah, comp, I'd be six, happy with it. Six yeah. years, twenty four point six million. That that's a great comp for Sanheim. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to raise after this year. No, oh, yeah. hell no. No, no. no I mean, he wasn't bad, but he, raise, he didn't really. do anything. Even though yeah, well, he already did, but you know, not much. We got Joyce. All right, gentlemen. Anything else? No, we'll uh, we'll have some we'll have a draft episode, draft preview probably for everybody on Wednesday, Thursday. Yep, it'll, it'll, it'll um, should drop before then or around yeah. then. It'll we'll we'll try to we'll try to release it before the expansion draft. But, we'll do I mean, we'll do a little deep dive and we'll we'll actually. Or we could always just wait until the expansion draft happens and then do this is this is behind the scenes, guys. You're getting some inside baseball. Yeah, this is inside but, baseball here. Yeah, walk us out, Joe. We're not going to do another pod until Tarasenko gets traded to the Flyers. You heard it here first. Book it. All right, that's it. That's a wrap, folks. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great one, Philly.